Hi, welcome to another episode of Paul on Power, Power System Design's podcast on the latest in power and power design. I'm your host, Alex Paul, and today I've got Brian Keene. He's the president of Smart Power, a nonprofit industry advocacy organization, and the author of Green is Good. And we're going to talk about how the marketing of solar energy is being driven primarily by financial need today, not uh, personal ethics or morality. So, hey, Brian, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks, Alex. Great to be here. Well, I'm really glad to have you here because uh, we've been talking a lot lately about the smart grid and the Internet of Things, and uh, especially in the area of how people are going to be interacting with the smart grid in the way of uh, energy negotiations and uh, the injection of green energy into the grid and who's responsible for the infrastructures involved. And there are a lot of moving parts in this whole thing. So it's interesting that solar power at least in your organization's view, has shifted from a, yes, let's just do this because it's green, to now let's do it because it's cost-effective. Exactly right. And actually, I mean, really kind of what we're saying is people are buying solar now because solar just makes sense. And it makes financial sense, it makes environmental sense, it makes energy sense. And so what's really exciting is now we're really seeing, almost for the first time, that American consumers are buying solar for the reasons they want to buy it. Not the reasons they're being told to buy it, but for the reasons they want to buy it. If you think about this, for the past 30 years, we've been selling solar power because it's good for the environment. Mm -hmm. And it is good for the environment. But that's not a value that actually causes people really to buy anything. right? People buy things for a host of different values that they hold. Some may be financial, some may be environmental, some may be they want to buy a cool product, or simply their friends and neighbors are buying it, so they want to buy it. We should allow the consumer to buy it for any whatever value they want. And that's what we're trying to see. We're seeing happen now, that people are saying, hey, I want solar. I'm not a tree hugger, but I'd love to have that cool gadget on my house. I'd love to be able to save money on my energy bill. I'd love to actually show the utility company that they don't own all of my energy. I could actually make my own energy for whatever reasons they want. And it's really exciting. I understand completely. And Well, interestingly enough, um, a lot of our audience are uh, electronic design engineers at the uh, board level in the uh, subsystem space. And when you think about some of the technological advances that are just now really migrating through the industry, uh, LEDs, for example, and solid-state lighting are uh, technology that springs to mind where the, that exact thing is happening as well. The value proposition is shifting from a I want to do good to I want to save money. That's right. That's right, exactly. And that's, you know, really what, what the solar industry is really starting to figure out is that just like any other consumer good, we should be talking in the words and the language that regular American consumers understand. You know, it's, it's, it's really true that every one of us, there are only two reasons why we buy anything in this country, only two reasons. One is because we want it, and the other is because we need it. And by the way, it's in that order. In the United States, it's actually, we, we as consumer, American consumers actually buy things we want before we'll buy things we need. <laughs> but what's been interesting with, with energy is that we actually never think we need it. Because when you bought your house, it came with energy. When you rent your apartment, it has energy. You go to a school, it has energy. Nobody actually thinks, I need to figure out what type of energy to buy. Which means... Well, if I may jump in at that point, Brian. Yeah, sure. That's something that's come up more and more in my observations and my discussions with the industry to the point where I'm really starting to see what I call an era of negotiated power. As you start having your panel on your house and your devices in your home and they're all communicating, you're almost literally going to be selling to the grid at a spot price and buying back at a spot price, turning on your, you know, you might turn on your washing machine or you might turn on some other um, 
temporary use motor-driven device, and it might decide, well, it's too expensive to turn on right now. That's right. Right. Well, and really what's happening is the American consumers are getting, as, as we say, they're getting energy smart. And that's really what's happening. When, as soon as people start understanding, A, how much energy they're using, then they actually want to start to think about, well, how much energy can I use less or where can I get my energy from? Think about it this way. Every single one of us, and arguably every single person listening to this podcast right now, we are living in homes that are more energy efficient than the homes we grew up in. And yet, at the same time, every single one of us in every single one of our homes is using more energy than the homes we grew up in. And what that basically says is, in fact, that it's not simply the building that needs to be fixed. We need to educate and train ourselves. We need to get people to start being energy smart. We need to understand that, you know, when we were kids, the biggest energy drain in the house was the refrigerator. And at mm-hmm. least that makes sense. That's beyond 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 365 days a year. Today, the biggest energy drain in the house is a flat screen TV. And it's the oh, flat screen the TV. LCD, not some of the newer LED driven devices. The flat screen TV, even when it's off, is actually drawing more power than your refrigerator. Now, you tie that to the cable box and the DVR and kind of all the other gadgets. And you're talking about $100 a year, $100 a year in power that you're using when it's off. Well, there's, there have been quite a few initiatives to get rid of vampire or reduce vampire power in the industry, and they're actually starting to bear fruit. They are. You know, some of the... Uh, bigger, say, computer companies are doing that. Apple's actually very kind of on top of this thing. But if you look around at your flat-screen TVs, and keep in mind, most American homes have more flat-screen TVs than children. They are using huge amounts of power. And it's undeniable that phantom load in this country, an American household, is 10% of an American household's energy is just in phantom load. All that really is simply to say, this becomes a teachable moment. This becomes an opportunity for people to say, well, wait a minute. It's, I, it's really not about the energy I use. It's about the energy I waste. And so how about I just start, stop using? I mean, this is just like energy we don't even know we're wasting. And so when you can start getting people to understand, like, oh, wait a minute, you know what? I could put my TV into a, into a, a power strip. I actually could just put in a, a compact fluorescent light bulb. I could actually just do, start doing some quick, simple, easy things. And then they quickly want to do the next thing and the next thing and the next thing. And ultimately, that even leads them to solar power. And what we're seeing with solar power, people who install solar power actually become much more energy-efficient stewards. Because basically what they're saying is, hey, they put solar on my roof. and like, well, wait a minute. I don't want it to power my TV when it's off. I want it to do something big. I want it to power my refrigerator. Like, I don't want it to do stupid stuff. And so they start actually being really smart in the house. And that's really kind of the – I know we want to focus on solar, but kind of what's interesting is they all kind of get lumped together because, in fact – once people do one piece, they actually then want to do another piece, and that's pretty exciting. And we're seeing that now with solar. It's now becoming financially viable for people to do this, and so we're seeing more and more of it. Right. Well, you know, and I think that ties back to your book, Green is Good. We're running a little short on time as we're getting closer Sorry, to the end, yeah. but I'd like you to give you some, a chance to talk a little bit about that before we close it out. Sure. You know, uh, Green is Good was published by Lions Press, and basically – if you're interested in understanding how American consumers are looking at energy efficiency and renewable energy, this is really the book that talks about that. And basically, it's a series of anecdotes of the work we've been doing at Smart Power over the past 10 years, really driving people to become energy smart. And it's fascinating. You kind of really can see the entire maturation, if you will, of the environmental movement from the very beginning, you know, just really, just almost just 11 years ago, where they were saying, hey, I only want environmentalists to buy my solar panels, all the way up today where people are like, hey, I don't care why you buy it. 
if you buy it, it'll actually help my cause or my mission. But in the in addition, and more importantly, it gives you a product that you want to buy and you actually want to use. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, and you know what? It, it, uh, I would like to point out one thing. Sure. Every time a silicon technology has been ad- and has been developed to address an application area, it has eventually grown and dominated that application area. That's right. And now we're really seeing next generation technologies being applied to solar. I think we're going to see solar continue to drop in price and increase in efficiency to the point where maybe even as soon as 10 years from now, we're going to be looking back and going, who are the idiots that said this wasn't going to work? I think that's exactly right. I think our children and our grandchildren are going to be like, you've got to be kidding me. You had all these roofs and you didn't use them? Like, I mean, you know, all this flat. They're just sitting there. Right. <laughs> right. And, 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 and the other side of the coin is, is that everyone who had said, and I realize that there are going to be some people in the audience who have uh, contrary opinions, and I'm more than willing. I'll even interview anyone who's willing to discuss it because I want it to be an open debate. But I strongly feel that if we had put the effort into solar energy back when it was first invented, then instead of treating it like a novelty, which is how Kodak lost OLEDs, by the way. You know Kodak invented organic light-emitting diodes and sat on the patent so long the patent ran out by the time the technology finally started to pick up after Cambridge Display Technology uh, parallel developed a small molecule. That's right. That's right. So no, many companies it, it, don't develop, I apologize for that screed a little bit, but most companies don't develop until they're forced to, and I recognize that that's a business initiative, but we have to look forward or we will be dominated by those who look farther than we do. That's right. Well, and the other thing, you know, we're seeing that this is an industry that was grown out of a cause, and now it's actually becoming big business. And yes, that is, that is success. I mean, that is kind of really where we, how if you want something to get into the marketplace, consumers have to want it. They have to demand it. And that's really what we're starting to see. We're seeing on residential homes, people want solar the same way they want granite countertops. That's a game changer. It's like, yeah. wow, this yeah. house is cool. It's got a granite countertop and it has solar. You know, it's like, wow. There you go. And that's an excellent point. And then at a, at a, at a, a natural gas, propane, gasoline uh, generator in the basement and a couple of hours of battery, and you're, 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 you're done for the day. That's right. Absolutely. Or, you know, a tankless water heater, and they're like, hey, this is really cool. There you go. So you have any final thoughts for our audience, Brian, before we close out the episode? Just understand that this isn't your father's solar, that, in fact, the solar industry today is incredibly exciting, it's incredibly vibrant, and it's incredibly available, that we are seeing huge drops in costs of the hard costs of solar, but also in what we call the soft costs, the actual installation costs. And so the programs that we've been doing at Smart Power that have been really installing solar community by community by community are seeing incredible growth and incredible drops in costs. So... Just if you've ever thought about solar, now's the time to really move forward on it. And also feel free to give us a call at Smart Power, uh, www.smartpower.org. Excellent. Well, hey, thank you very much, Brian. I really appreciate you taking the time to come on because uh, I do believe that uh, we have to seize the next generation technologies so that we can control the marketplace. Otherwise, uh, those who, as I said earlier, thought ahead are going to be the ones who are going to be dominating it. And Absolutely. So, uh, next generation power is here, and I think it's blatantly obvious now. So uh, we'll, we'll we'll see what happens with the marketplace. Looking forward. That'll be great. Hey, Alex, thank you so much. Oh, and I'm going to definitely drag you back, Brian, because excellent. Uh, All right. Without even touching solar, we could have chatted just on energy negotiation and a smart grid for for you know for the duration of the conversation. So we'll exactly right. Beautiful. All right. Have Looking a good one, Alex. Okay. You too. Thanks a lot. Anytime, Brian. And uh, I'd like to thank everybody out there in the audience for taking the time to be with us. We wouldn't be here without you. Tell your friends. This is Alex Paul for Paul on Power. 
Have a great day.